Hello, Kingsters, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Kinky as Fuck podcast with me, your host, The Reverend. It is really weird for me to say this, but this is episode seven of season five. It seems like, you know, not too long ago that I was season one, episode one. And uh, then we took a hiatus because of the freaking pandemic and my own mental health. But we're back, and it's already seven weeks into season five. Wow. I want to thank all of you for for joining me throughout the years, and I want to welcome all of our new subscribers and our new listeners. And uh, I just appreciate you all. And yeah, let's continue talking about kinky shit. So speaking of kinky shit, let's just get right into our next episode. Today I have Dart from DartTechStudios.com. I found this individual on Twitter and I was just taken aback by such a different kind of content. Now, this porn company is showing a lot of different things that you just can't find everywhere else. We're talking enema play, we're talking about predicament bondage, we're talking about a lot of different technology as well there's heart monitors involved uh we talk about the future of like ai being brought into porn and it's fascinating stuff and i love 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 the fact that he will shoot with everyone that wants to be filmed i love that to death whether you are a bbw whether you are transgender whether you are fill in the blank he offered to have me come up and have a session, and I am not what what porn would call uh, studio-ready. <laughs> but I love, love, love uh, the interactions that we had, and I, I, I'm just babbling on, and I should start the episode. But first, <laughs> of course, I have to say thank you to all of my amazing sponsors, starting with... Fetishforlife.com. Show your love for everything kinky and fetish as fuck with t-shirts, play bags, coffee mugs, and so much more. Now say it with me. All of this is by Fetish Artist, the artist who knows what fetish tastes like. Good job, everybody. <laughs> we also have SanctuaryLAX.com. They are back in full swing. Go to their website. You're able to check out all of the classes that they have, all of the parties that's going on. You can find a full schedule at SanctuaryLAX.com. They've got a little bit for everybody. And also, I have to say thank you to Spotify. And other than that, Kingsters, let's start the show. <laughs> Time for the Kinkiest Fuck Podcast with your host, The Reverend. Be very, very quiet. We're looking for kinkster. <laughs> this week on the podcast, we have Dart from DartTechStudios.com. Oh, 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 my baby's naked. Yay! Are you ready yet? No. Are you ready yet? No. Are you ready yet? No. Okay. A big shout out to all of our sponsors that make this podcast possible. The Kinkiest Fuck Podcast. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash kinkyafpodcast. Yay! Now oh, fuck. All right, Kinksters, with me in the studio today is the one and only Dart from darttechstudios.com. How are you, Dart? We are doing good today. Nice to be on the show. Thank you very much for being here. I don't know what it's like in California, but we're in the middle of a 
kind of a snowstorm here, so uh, it's it's nice to see daylight coming from <laughs> from your room. Oh yes, it is very sunny in California. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dart, um, I came across your Twitter and I became intrigued immediately. You seem to have created a um, a website with everyone straight content uh gay content transgender non-binary there there seems to be a shot of and with everyone you can imagine now was that your aim or is that just something that uh just kind of happened that um that that was the aim um growing up uh watching a lot of porn because i was a, a uh i wasn't a porn addict but I occasionally learn trying to learn about my sexuality. I use porn as kind of a guide as well as probably everyone else did at my age. And, uh, I noticed that I liked BDSM porn. Um, and I noticed later as I got more in depth of like the meaning of pornography and the, some, a little bit of the business behind it, that, uh, all the people that were shot in BDSM context context were primarily female primarily skinny and primarily white. Um, and, uh, I realized that, uh, as I started looking at creating my own business, that there's a market for, and there's a market for one thing for, uh, more body types than that. And secondly, just on a personal level, there's a lot of people that want to experience this type of intensive play and this type of intensive bondage where no studio that, or no popular studio is going to even give them a second thought. And, uh, and I've talked to, especially in the trans community, a lot of people can come to me and say, no one has ever asked to shoot this, or I've been denied from everyone I've tried to shoot this with. And, uh, so I'm using the studio as one to kind of get my website going and to, uh, uh, to hopefully someday make money from it. <laughs> And the second thing is to give people positive experiences that usually wouldn't have been able to. Um, Hell yeah. There's also a lot of disabled people on there, people with like bad knees and bad joints. And, and it's just making the bondage comfortable to work for them when nobody else would give them a chance. Um, so it, it's personally fulfilling and it's business fulfilling too. So it's a, it's a win-win. Well, that is absolutely fantastic. And I've always gone with the thing of hot is hot, sexy is sexy, no matter who they are or, you know, what disability they may have. If they're doing something sexy, that's sexy. For sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> yes, for sure. There's there's a, so many beautiful types of people out there that's not just limited to just white females. Yeah, Exactly. All right, so let's move on. You you did mention that your website is very bondage heavy, but also I've noticed a lot of medical play, a lot of extreme like uh, what I call tech nightmare with your your breath play machines and forced enemas and even ECT play. So yeah, what leaned you there? <laughs> uh, things kind of snowballed. <laughs> And uh, when, I well first, <laughs> when I first got into porn, um, I started working for a bondage company and who just did heavy rubber, primarily gay bondage. And uh, 
And I realized that that was a lot of fun, but I wanted to do more. Um, I am, uh, uh, I have a lot of, I don't have exactly a degree in like electronics, but I'm definitely a hobbyist and I've always found electricity fascinating. And the very first thing I added on to my, uh, bondage, uh, repertoire is electroplay. And I, then I realized that you, that I became, I was a sadist. I like to hurt people. Uh, I like to hurt people and I like to make people feel good. And, uh, and I could do that with electricity. And then things escalated even more when I realized that people like to be, there's a good chunk of the population that likes to be suffocated or you can mess, have their air supply messed with. So we combine air supply and reduce air so they can't scream. And then we increase electricity. And now you have a very wild experience. And then things escalated even more into medical play when I got a hold of a patient monitor. Um, it's, it's all about electronics and then I could watch people's pulses. And then after that escalated into the VR stuff I've been doing where people can watch themselves in bondage, watch closely to what I want them to see, even as a blindfold. And mind fuck that is. <laughs> and then it escalated even more into uh, heavier medical play where there is a small ECT community out there. And, uh, I would never, everything I do is safe. Uh, do I will hurt, but not harm. Um, ECT in itself is a very, it's, it's not a dangerous procedure, but you're going to, you're going to have memory loss and it's nothing that nobody wants to do for play or for fun. And, uh, but there's a large medical play community that likes to see that content. And those are some of my biggest selling clips. Um, well, they definitely are. They are definitely uh, kind of a niche thing. I, I don't think I've seen it really anywhere else. And for those of you listening, ECT is electroconvulsive therapy. Think electroshock therapy for the for the crude uh, older term. And uh, from from your website, I did see that these are uh, theatrical and they're not actually receiving any current at the temples. Is that correct? Yes, the equipment I'm using is real but it's being discharged into a grounding block that's usually used for testing. And the lead wires touching the lead wires, touching the person are not connected to anything on the other end. So the machine can discharge really, that is real discharge, but nothing's actually touching the person. Fantastic. Well, um, those, those clips certainly are kind of a trip, uh, with your permission. I think I'll leave a hyperlink in the show notes for people to, click on for one of the previews they are meant to look as realistic as possible gotcha so and yeah and, and we succeeded i like to do stuff that makes people's heads turn if you look up bondage and you type in google 99 percent of the pictures you'll see is rope work and True. Uh, if you notice on my website i only have like three videos with rope <laughs> so right. they're straps and bondage and leather and restraints and metal restraints are massively underappreciated, especially in the gay community. Um, and so it's really neat and it's really refreshing for some people to visit my website where I don't work with a lot of rope. And, uh, that, and, that, and that definitely appeals to a lot, of, a lot of people. And a lot of the models I work with, they say, oh, I've done bondage before. A little bit further discussion, it's all been rope. Let me yep. introduce you to something new that is probably going to blow your mind, and you are going to walk <laughs> out of this scene 
forever changed. And you know, so. there's got to be something said about restraints versus rope. Rope takes a long time. It is very pretty, but you're mm-hmm. wasting half your day of uh, that you could be shooting, mm-hmm. tying and untying. And also, once the person's in the rope and uh, and up in the air or something, that clock starts ticking on how long until they're done. Right. So you you can't do really extended videos or really extended scenes without practically taking the person down, refreshing, and then putting them back up again. So you're looking at hours for an intense rope build, which some people like. Some people love being tied up in rope and enjoy it. Um, but I'm trying to go for a more efficiency. Um, like I'll toss out like a hair tie attached to like an anal hook or something. And that's about it. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about your breath play for a minute. There's a lot of things in here with, uh, programs that will turn off the air supply or your, um, I should have written this down, but it's the bag that needs to be squeezed in order for them to get air. (laughs) Uh huh. Um, it's I like predicaments. Um, I've I've always been fascinated with predicaments, and I like I said previously, I'm a hobbyist. I like I'm a maker. I like to make things, and I like to commission things from other people that can make things. And uh, I with breath play, you can completely automate breath play. You can use the you never want to do it alone, um, but uh, you can completely automate it by using electric solenoid valves by timers. Uh, I can have timers control electro also. So when the breath is off, electro is on. Or when electro is on, uh, or uh, a vibrator is on. Or I can I can do a whole set of combinations just by tweaking logic. And uh, the breath play, uh, if you're giving an orgasm, people tend to hyperventilate. If you take that hyperventilation away, you can make them squirm. You can make them squeal. They practically explode from the inside out. <laughs> and uh, a, a guy never, I, I was playing with the guy once who uh, shot uh, when he orgasmed about six feet. And he says he's wow. never came that far in his entire life. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, okay. it's, it heightens every, you got extra dopamine going. You got extra endorphins going. Everything is ramped up. And uh, if, if you can't breathe, um, uh, you are going to have a much more intensive experience. But also breath play is really scary for people. Some people can't start to can't realize their breath is being restricted and they panic. So it, it definitely takes start slow, go slow and low and build. And uh, it's definitely not for everyone. And once again, you never want to do it alone and per- try to do it with someone who knows kind of what they're doing. Oh, yeah, and not just a quick Google search either. Yeah, yeah, and like the, the predicament stuff, like a person squeezes a bag to get air, like if they drop that bag, they're gone. Yep. So and you got to watch out for that. And it, But it also makes very dramatic scenes and very, uh, very and, and, and sometimes like I'll put like a person in a gas mask and I can have a dildo that has breath uh, breath holes in it that wires into the gas mask and I can rub it on the uh, person's genitals and they can actually, one, they can smell themselves if they're aroused and second, when it's inserted, they, can, um, they can't they uh, can breathe because it covers the holes because internal there's no oxygen. And then I basically fuck them with it and they have to come before they can breathe again. 
and that can get very, very, very intense. So there's lots of situations and a lot of things that you can do if you really dive into breath play that can make it very fun. But it's also, no matter what you do, nothing's 100% safe. Just be, be careful and plan for the worst. Exactly. So good takeaway there of you know, solo play of any sort that, you know, you're binding yourself or taking away your airflow or whatever is extremely unsafe and nothing we as Kingsters do can ever be 100% safe. So looking at some extreme content, like, uh, like what you have on your site or just the fact of, you know, we bought a pair of handcuffs from, you know, fill in the blank. That's not safe either. But also, just as another note, um, for my videos, uh, it's porn. Yes, the scene is real. The, yes, what the person is experiencing is real. But to a certain extent, it is porn. Like, uh, they all, the videos on my website all look like they're one take. They are not. Um, I edit them very carefully to show that they are. We actually take breaks in the videos. We take one to three breaks where I take the person out of the bondage. We give them water. If they need a smoke break, we do that. We stretch. And then I put them back in exactly how they were and then continue. And then when I edit it, I cut that part out. And it makes it look like it's one intense scene. A lot of these positions, your body goes numb after about five minutes. And these positions can't be can't be it takes a lot of time to film a video because we're stopping and we're making sure everyone's safe and we're making it sure everyone's having a good time. I check in, I cut all that out. If they call yellow because they're having a, a one, they're start, starting to hurt too much. I cut that out. So I cut out a lot of the things that makes it go from a play to turning it into a pure fantasy. And what you're seeing is a very refined product of a very careful scene that was done very safely and looks insanely erotic. But the feelings are real. What's happening to the person is definitely real. But uh, there's, a, there's a couple tricks there that make that possible and sustainable. Never, 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 never try to do one of my copy, one of my videos just by itself because you are going to quickly realize that is not going to work. Dart, I got to tell you, I am fist bumping the air right now. I did not want to interrupt you, but you're the first person I've interviewed that said, hey, this porn is real, but it is fantasy. My God, thank you for saying so. Because, yeah, a lot of people see porn and they're like, oh, I want to do that. And obviously that's possible, you know, to do a 40 minute nonstop scene of just breath play. You know, that, that's feasible, right? No, no, there's editing involved and there's safety <laughs> protocols involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I love that you said that. There's there's a lot. So it is it is porn. Um, yeah. And it's and that's how the videos come out looking so great. I'm using multiple cameras. I'm adjusting lighting. I'm adjusting uh, every once in a while. I'll shift a little of the audio around. Um, it's 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 definitely porn and it's definitely fun. But uh, don't take it at face value or try to use it for educational material at all. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So um, we did kind of speak the other day on kind of what we wanted to go over. And uh, you, you did say something that really piqued my interest. 
please tell us about the future of Dart Tech Studios and some content that you're really looking forward to shooting. Um, I'm trying to get, uh, I, I like machines, and I'm trying to get into more machine bondage, and I'm trying to get more things made, more zappy boxes. I'm trying to get gear that's unsafe and try to make it safe, or at least safer, so I can use it for play. Um, there are some devices out there that are absolutely not made for humans and I'm working on tweaking them so they could work for humans. Um, and I'm working with a lot of engineers to make that possible. I want to get into more feedback where make machines that stimulate the person based off what their heart rate is and have auto feedback systems where based off how the person responds, the stimulus is different. I want to get into AI where I start a machine learning and I take a, a person's feedback and biorhythms and bioscience in a scene and I use uh, and I run that against training models. And then I can build machines and equipment that run off that AI model and uh, actually artificially uh, top the person. And I just all I need to do is monitor the whole system and maybe make some interjections if I need to. Then so I'm definitely harnessing the power of AI. I want to dig deeper into VR, um, where you can get immerse people more in a VR atmosphere of bondage that's happening to them, and even to a certain extent, let them um, let them modify the session uh, based off what's happening, based off user input. Um, so that's uh, that's something I'm beginning to explore. Uh, one of the things I'm also liking is, uh, one of the things you don't see a lot in porn is Nerf guns <laughs> that make, uh, they make for great impact scenes and not a lot of people know that. <laughs> and especially the adult, the Nerf guns that are designed for adults, not the kid version, the adult versions. Um, and they Nerf makes a whole line called rival series that's made more for, uh, adults and those guns or they're called blasters can be modified to hit harder than uh, deep than you know stock and uh, I've done there's a couple of videos where I just unload a little a clip of nerf balls on a on a woman and uh, she's in a head box and she can't see what's happening and her arms are free and she's struggling to try to cover her body and she doesn't know where she's going to hit get shot uh, next so she's goes into a screaming panic um and she absolutely had a blast and then i made her pick up all the balls using a cattle prod as encouragement <laughs> <laughs> it was fun it's just being creative what are things out there that are can be fun that you don't see a lot of and that would really throw some people for a loop those are the things i'm trying to focus on what are taboos people things that are people uh like ect it's a taboo it's was shunned in the 80s and in the 90s. What can, what can I do to adapt that and make that relevant for kink? Um, and it's just it's just pushing the bar. How far can I go? Because there is an audience for anything. And uh, I'm quickly learning that there are definitely audiences for these things. And I'm working on a lot of requests. I get in emails. I love getting emails from people with ideas and. Uh, that helps uh, kind of develop what I'm trying to film too. So there's lots of good things on the future. There's lots of things happening now. And I have not even met, uh, it, there's a saying, you haven't met all the people that are going to love you. Exactly. 
and there's lots of models coming and there's lots of people that I have not even met and collaborations that I'm excited to see where my life heads, where the business heads and uh, where the just the general idea of kink in the uh, in, I don't know, even legally, it's in the legislature, how things are happening. True. So it's it's going to be th- the lots getting ready to happen. And uh, I just want to make the most of it. And uh, the, the goal of the video is to make you come. So if, if you did, then uh, that's mission successful, and let's let's do it again. <laughs> I, I love the fact that you want to bring in like Nerf guns because that adds a level of like fun and levity to um, a normally very serious and dark, um, <laughs> you know, type of genre. So having having a paintball gun, having a Nerf gun, having these things, and just being a sadist kind of reminds me of like a little kid uh, chasing after someone with, you know, a squirt gun, like I'm going to get you. But oh, now yeah. you've made that into porn. I love it's the, that. It's the exact same energy. Um, there's, there's more laughing in my scenes and in my videos than there is screaming. Uh, especially when the camera's off, we're just, we, after sometimes after we just finish the take, we just both explode into <laughs> laughing for like a couple minutes and it's it's so hilarious just some of the some of the things are yeah it's like just the nerf gun the whole concept of using a toy uh or even just i have a rubber band gun that i've done that's always hilarious <laughs> uh seeing <laughs> the uh especially if the bottom doesn't expect it seeing me walk in the room with a rubber band rifle from like the 60s um definitely (laughs) (laughs) that you're tied up i'm gonna use this on you and they're like i haven't seen one of those in forever well you can do this with it here's your genitals let's get started (laughs) it just throws people for a loop and you're supposed to be having fun and you're supposed to be feeling good that's what bondage is and a lot of people take it too seriously it's much too seriously it's it's meant to be a laughing matter sometimes (laughs) Oh, that's what I think. I, I agree with you, hundred um, percent. Let's circle back to the whole AI thing because a lot of people may not know exactly what you can mm. do with all of this AI and feedback. Uh-huh. So, could you uh, explain a little bit more in like layman's terms um, of what biofeedback is and what the AI can do? Yeah. So the the whole concept is your body runs on a, a pulse uh, with your heart rate. Your brain puts out electrical signals um, and based off certain things, when you get excited or horny, there's a lot more brain activity. Um, biofeedback, when you, are, uh, when you are about to orgasm, especially males, uh, you tighten your ass cheeks, you, you tighten your anus. So I could... Never thought about that. <laughs> try to come without tightening your ass. You can't. So it's, it's impossible. Uh... This just means I'm going to be thinking of you the next time I come. Damn so, it, Dart. <laughs> what if we take a balloon or an inflatable bulb and we put it up your ass and then we attach it to a vibrator and then we vibrate you and then the bulb is plugged into a sensor where if it determines a certain amount of pressure, the vibrator shuts off. So AI version of edging then. Yes. Now, AI oh, is even more advanced where the computer actually takes 
control of the situation and uh, and monitors it and uh, is able to apply or remove stimulus automatically based off a pattern of what your body does and what other people's bodies do. I, I like get the rating. What is the threshold in your ass for coming? How much pressure? And then I do that test on a bunch of people. And then when I play with someone new, the computer automatically can kind of calculate what that pressure is and how to edge them better. So the more people that I expose this model to, the better it gets and the smarter it gets. And that's just one example. Jesus, Dar, you're, you're talking about all of the sci-fi smut I have ever read, and everyone <laughs> has thought that this would never happen, and you're thinking of making it happen. You mad scientist. Uh, I'm actually ahead of the game a little bit, I think. I'm working with some things that aren't uh, totally adaptable, and I think I'm thinking in ways uh, that other people aren't. And I think that's what makes some of my contraptions and some of my devices so uh, so intriguing to people. As I'm, I'm literally, it is the bleeding edge of where technology meets porn. And uh, I could definitely not be in a happier place. Insane. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what you can come up with in the next year, uh, oh, at yeah. the very least. Holy <laughs> crap. Uh, if I can stay in business for a year, this is going to be very wild. <laughs> <laughs> damn all right so uh one last thing that we uh, that we have noticed because i went to the twitterverse and a couple people have asked questions and uh have you always been a switch do you identify as a switch or do you just bottom for clips mm, i'm about 10 percent a bottom i tend to bottom for clips because a lot of people like to see me bottom and I do, I do enjoy the experience, but usually halfway through the scene, I'm like, okay, I want to be topping now. This is this is getting old fast. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but I, I am a switch, and I will play with people. But the majority of the people that I interact with are bottoms. There's there, people come to me to play. You, I don't really be a, I don't really get approached by tops. Gotcha. Okay. All right, the next question I got from the Twitterverse is actually, um, what has been some of the most memorable scenes that you've had, uh, just from a personal note? Any fun stories, anything that just sent you to bed in a happy place? Trans. Trans people. Really? Okay. Um, I was in a, uh, I was working with a, a transgender model uh, who um, was uh, uh, male to female. And uh, they uh, they were located in Virginia, where there's not a lot of friendly trans community. And uh, so they weren't really used to be treated like a woman. And uh, I would I was always talking about, aren't you such a good girl? And and you look you look so pretty when you're uh, such and such and such. And they were not, they haven't really been exposed to that. So they were getting very emotional. And, wow. uh, then, um, which, uh, they, uh, she was on, uh, HRT. Um, so there was there, on har hormones. Um, and so sh she was developing breasts, but they were, you know, they're, they were very small. It's been a certain trans people's bodies only grow so, so much. And, uh, I attached some breast cups 
to uh, to her and I pumped those up and I really engorged her uh, her tits and uh, she looked down and saw them and just started. She exploded crying because that's the body that she wanted. And that's the body. And we we had to stop the scene and I had to, like, take a second to just let her process and that it I've never seen someone so uh, so gender affirmed before. And they they were just. It, I mean, this person was bawling. This was a very serious, like, revolution or revelation for them. And it was, it, it, that's, that was like all we could think about. And it made her so happy. And, um, and then another trans person that I shot with, we were doing the Nerf gun thing. And, uh, there, they said, uh, oh my gosh, I get to play with Nerf guns. This is so gender affirming. Because <laughs> it was a male, female to male. Uh, they were a dude, and uh, so they thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> so those are some of the best stories because these working with minorities, I get to see, and people that aren't usually models are usually in front of the camera. They get to be put in situations that are beyond their dreams, and they would have usually never experienced. And it really can blow their mind. And those are always the most cherished and always the most meaningful memories so on a personal level too. And that's what helps drive me to try to find people that really want to be in this position. I saw somebody make a comment once on a trans shoot from another trans individual that said, oh my gosh, that's someone like me with a body like mine doing something I dream about. Because, that's and that was beautiful. the first time they actually saw that. That is so. a beautiful thing. I didn't expect us to get emotional, but I, I'm I'm fighting back tears. I see you <laughs> yeah. shedding that single dramatic tear down the cheek. A, Man, that is a beautiful story. So it's 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 a lot. And then I run into people that like challenges. How high I can take this shot collar to a hundred percent, and they're completely screaming, but they do it. And uh, <laughs> He 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 got there and uh, he was crying by the end. But after we got done, he was laughing. He's like, oh, my gosh, I did it. I got there. And he was like on top of the world. <laughs> That's lovely. I always love uh, warrior subs. When I bought them, I actually am a bit of a warrior sub. Sometimes I don't know when to say enough is enough. <laughs> it's I can take it. Give me a thousand. And then uh, and then I shot with this uh, woman once who. Uh, uh, clearly she was suffering through, through it. Well, there's, there's, there's one, I can tell when people are screaming from, uh, from bondage and pain. And then I can hear, I can definitely notice the change of ting in the voice when they're actually screaming. Cause this really fucking hurts. And she was to the point where this really fucking hurts. And I asked her, you know, I paused and like, do you, and I cut this out of the video. Do you want to call yellow? And she's completely crying. And she's like, no, she she shakes her head no. And she's like, just let's hurry up and get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Rip the Band-Aid. Yeah. So she's just, just go, let's get done. Like, okay. So we we finished up. So uh, I thought that was funny. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. I mean, Dart, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I think we are just about out of time. Uh, but we have, uh, one more question from the Twitterverse and that is, uh, where can we find you? Um, 
so the the best place to find me is I check all my emails. Uh, my website, darktechstudios.com. There's a little tab at the top that says contact. Uh, you, that contact form goes right to my email, uh, and I made sure it doesn't go to spam. Um, you, I can be contacted on my uh, FetLife page at dart underscore tech. Uh, I check all my emails there. And then I check uh, all my Twitter uh, messages for uh, Twitter at uh, Dart Tech Studios, uh, studios with an S. And I check all those. I get dozens of emails a day. I do my best to reply to all of them. I absolutely do not respond to the words hi. <laughs> I do not have time for a conversation at all. But if you, if your first message is hi, I have these questions and this is what I'm interested in and blah, 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 blah. Then that gives me something to work with. Um, I usually charge a deposit because I have a lot of people cancel on me. Um, especially it's really sucks to have the studio free and then realize this person canceled and now I got nothing to do all day. Um, and it also weeds out people that, uh, treat this as a fantasy rather than wanting to make it a reality. Um, so it's just, my time is valuable and a lot of people want it and I need to be very careful how I dole it out. Yep. I understand that completely. All right. So, uh, do you have anything coming up? Like, uh, are you going to any conventions or shows that people might come up and meet you? Uh, I I went to claw in, uh, LA a couple months ago and I lost a whole ton of money. (laughs) So jeez, yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. I'm, uh, I'm trying to pay off that first and then I'm going to think about going to events. Um, Sometimes I travel to uh, uh, Portland or Seattle. Sometimes I travel to L.A. Sometimes I travel to Vegas. It's mainly where uh, where just people are and where we can find a place to shoot. So uh, I have a lot of people fly to me. I have a lot of people take the train to me. I have one crazy person who drives to me, drives the eight hours from L.A. to Sacramento. <laughs> it is a beautiful drive. I've done that many times myself, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that is dedication. Yeah. So there's, so yeah, I'm totally willing to work with people who work with me. It's just the majority of people that contact me, um, flake or ghost. Gotcha. Like I really want to give this experience to people. I really, really do. So, and I just wish more people would contact me. Well, there you have it. Contact Dart on uh, his website, darttechstudios.com, or through Twitter. Uh, Dart, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you today, and keep up the amazing work, and I hope to meet you in person one day. Um, Anything else? I'm sorry? Come do a session. Don't tempt me, Dart. I might (laughs) have to do it. (laughs) You'll leave forever changed. You know, this is coming, uh, I used to say, like, oh, I've done it all. But now I'm sitting there going, I don't know. I've never been shot, I've never been shot with a goddamn dart gun before. <laughs> what is it uh, in Aladdin from Iago? Uh, uh, you'd be surprised what you can live through. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kingsters. Well, there you have it. That's Dart uh, from DartTechStudios.com. We're going to go ahead and head back to... Uh, the studio to do our outro and thanks for having me on the show thank you so much for being here dart it was an absolute pleasure 
All right, Kingsters. Again, that was Dart from DartTechStudios.com. What a wonderful individual to have on the show. I uh, we, we chatted before the show. We chatted after the show. We're still chatting back and forth on uh, on Twitter and Skype and whatnot. As Casablanca would say, I hope this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. All right. So for our Utah uh, people, if you're listening right now, you're you might find that you can't go to darttechstudios.com because Utah has passed a law uh, requiring everyone who wants to access porn to have to put in their like their driver's license or government ID or whatever to verify their age. Now, a lot of companies are just not comfortable handling that much of your personal information, and it looks like Dart Tech Studios is the exact same way. So, in a way, I applaud that choice, but I'm bummed that I can't go to Dart's website anymore. So, I'm going to have to get a VPN, and I'm going to have to ask all of you in Utah to write your representatives and get this reversed, because this is just odd Uh, it's borderline censorship and blocking of the first amendment i would say um anyway so go check that out if you're not in utah darttickstudios.com if you are in utah you can still see darts work uh sort of (laughs) on uh on twitter at darttickstudios all right so we had a blast chatting with Dart. I hope to have him back on the show at a later point. And again, I just want to say thank you to all of my listeners, old and new. If you're just joining us for Season 5, welcome. There are another four seasons for you to catch up on if that's your thing. Or if you're here just on this one episode, we hope you enjoyed. I want to say thank you to all of my amazing sponsors, FetishForLife.com and SanctuaryLAX.com, and of course Spotify for, you know, being able to monetize this podcast. Yay. Uh, (laughs) All right, Kingsters. I love you to death, but other than that, I'm the Reverend, and I'm out.